Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode 389 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I am Glenn. And this is our recap episode for round five of the 2021 NRL season. And uh, what a glorious round of action it was. I mean, I didn't see many people complaining about PVL and his rules this week. Wow. The system clearly works. PVL gladiator meme. Gif. <laughs> dot meme <laughs> without any further ado unless you do any of you have anything you'd like to start with or shall we just get straight into the games there's so much to be said about certain games I'm <laughs> let's just get straight into it I am frothing right. to get to them P- positively frothing in complete Thursday contrast night. to that I want to get yes. this shit over as quickly as possible you pack of cunts I can't imagine why you why you would think that way. It's quite hurtful. And second, that secondly, I'd just like to say that your game was the second last game of the weekend, so you got fucking ages to stew before you get your turn, pal. Fucking bring Look, it on. I'm, Let's I'm stretch happy. him out even more. I'm happy to accept that venom coming from you, and uh, it's probably preferable <laughs> that you take your anger out on adults rather than on uh, the small humans that live in your house. <laughs> My Just goodness, ask the because... child to shut the door. I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. Well, the fact the fact that they're locked in a segment of the house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus, it, uh, it was very unsettling. Uh, unsettling audio broadcast to us right at the commencement of this video call, yeah. when the camera was perhaps not turned on yet through design, <laughs> but very harsh words. Was spoken to a young fellow that's just had his birthday too. Yeah, like he's and if he probably... wants to have his eighth birthday, he'll do well to fucking heed his father's words. Like he's he's in his room crying now, going, "It's fucking bad enough he named me after a star sign." Now I'm fucking. <laughs> you know that that like, kid ain't crying, named, man. He, he named me after a Paul Hogan wanker character. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh. I'm even copping flack for that name. I copped enough the... flack for the two names I didn't give him. The roast has started. Let's get onto the games. The Rabbitohs, 35, defeat the Broncos, 6. And uh, on Thursday night, first game of the round, uh, the Rabbitohs, their 35 points came via tries to Benji Marshall, Adam Reynolds, Alex Johnson, a double to Latrell Mitchell and Campbell Graham with um, three of six conversions to Reynolds, a penalty goal to Reynolds, a field goal, disrespectful field goal, I might add, to Latrell at the death, and the first ever in the history of uh, the NRL, two-point field goal for Adam Reynolds. Double Just disrespect. The double disrespect. Although it was kind of, it was, it was a live-ish game at that point, I guess. Uh, the Broncos, for their part, they had a try to uh, Jermaine Asako, uh, who converted it for six points total. 
is that a DDFG? What's that mean? A double disrespect a d- a double dis- field goal. Well, I mean, what that that took them to eighteen six, didn't it? It did. So I, I I feel like that's probably too early to call the disrespect. Okay. I mean, Latrell's, however, is at the la- at the last play of the game, thirty four six up. I mean, that's like all the hallmarks of the disrespect. Okay. And also disrespectful as well in the case that it wasn't probably one of their first two choice. Field goal kickers who took it and got it. So, I mean, so that's got, it's got so much more disrespect hallmarks attached to it now. Uh, Glenn, how'd you see this one? I thought the Rabbitohs were pretty impressive there. Their first 15 minutes um, really looked really sharp and slick, but to be fair, the Broncos didn't put up much more resistance than than an opposed training run. Um, They created so many opportunities and, and, the the only knock on their performance, I guess, there was a couple of periods when the game was was definitely done and dusted that they they sort of fell away and dropped away from the things that you know Wayne Bennett coach sides do so well. So um, that's probably unlikely to happen against better quality sides. But um, I think the Broncos have become a team that competes for at best twenty, max thirty minutes per match, if that. Um, and the drop off from that competitive patch is is fairly dramatic. They um especially under any semblance of adversity and and worse still, there's there's a void of leadership. You know, you, I think Alex Glenn is probably that guy they've made him the captain, he's the most experienced, he's an international. But he's just not he's just not the guy to drag those young blokes along, I don't feel. No. And um, the only other point I wanted to make in regards to to Sias is that you know guys you know Benji did his things and co- you know cop some some praise and obviously Reynolds Cook and and Latrell they'll they'll get the raps but Sias edge forwards just Murray and and Sua in particular just I just feel like that's their greatest strength is those those guys on the edges everything else they do uh, through Cook and with the quick play the balls and Walker off the back of that and. Reynolds, you know, having his kicking game, you know, having the time to, to put his kicking game together and, and Latrell popping up, is, it all flows off the back of those. It's, it's really impressive when it's on. It it really was, I think, just such a stark example of, of a great Harbs pairing against an absolutely abysmal one. And by that I mean, if you look across all of the successful teams at the moment, there's there's a great duality in their halves in that one's the organiser and the other one's, you know, um, playing playing more off the cuff. And and be that Munster and Hughes down at Melbourne, be it Cleary and Luai at Penrith. South did a great job of showing Reynolds is obviously their organiser and had a fucking cracking game as the organiser, especially with some... Uh, allegedly tough conditions around his contract at the moment. Um, and Benji just fit in and played exactly the right role as his offsider. Um, really, I think the only time that Brisbane got into this game is was the, South went through this period where they seemed to be calling a lot of strips. And by that, I mean they'd call something and then everyone would drop off the tackle so the, per- so the one tackler could remain in and go for the one-on-one strip. 
but whether the Broncos were picking up on what the core was and reacting to it or whatever, it actually led to a few half breaks and, and some space in after some ineffective tackles. Uh, apart from that, Milford doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have a good understanding of how he needs to kick for territory. He doesn't have a good understanding of where to position himself on the fifth tackle, you know, i.e. not the cunt being tackled. This is like unforgivable the way that, that and it's, and it's like happens, like the fact that it happens at all. There's three times but, in this game. Yeah, but even it's that, just unbelievable. Let's say it does happen. Dearden needs to be more aware as well. So when Milf goes down, he needs to come in and get into position so he's a viable option to pass to so you don't end up with shit like Asako kicking on the last. You know, there's there's just too many really basic errors in that Brisbane team. Um, but Glenn, I agree with you. The way South Forwards performed, absolutely sensational. That's one of the best games I've seen Can from Stewart. S- hey, oh, he's like he was fucking unstoppable. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Get your thoughts. Can like with all the talk about Milford and his contract and all the rest of it, would even moving him back to fullback, whether it's at the Broncos or another club, would even that save his career at this stage? Maybe another club. I, think, I don't think I, the Broncos. Any, I think he's cooked. I don't think the I, I think the, the Broncos have absolutely fucking ruined him mm. because of this grand fucking scheme they had of, t- of somehow turning him into the, the next Darren Lockyer transplant fullback switches to five eighth kind of guy. Mm. It's, and yet they at no stage have they actually given him a fucking organising player in the halves to That's partner it. him. To let him be the guy that fucking runs, you know, runs loose. Yeah. Um, like so, like the, the Broncos, he can't he can't be fixed. Yeah, you know, I I think he could be fixed if he went to. I'm just trying to think of a club that's got the fucking kind of conditions in place that could could really do it. Like as fullback, I just don't think in 2021 he's got what it takes to be a fullback you anyway. Even if he wanted to be, do you reckon in another two years? When Ash Taylor's playing like a you know regular dominant seven, would Milf partner him? Because that that that's what he needs. He needs an organizer hmm. who's going to control the territory, going to control where sets finish and start, and so he can just do some some flashy shit. Who else has got Bring an organizing down. seven without a, a proper buddy? Put him down into put 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 him put him down in the dragons with Ben with Ben Hunt and Macca and <laughs> take him back take him back in a time capsule to, to twenty fifteen and see what happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but yeah, like they have, they have outright like I mean like I like to have you know have my fun with Milford and everything, uh, you know because he plays for the Broncos. But like that club has dead set fucking ruined that guy. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And at, at the moment, he's not a better option at fullback for them than Asako. No, fuck no. No, I, I agree. I'm just thinking you've got a guy that's... Osako's like the Dane Laurie of Brisbane. Mi- yeah. <laughs> but he's a million... You know, Milford's on this massive contract and, and yeah. needless to say, he's not going to sign a, the same contract again wherever yeah. he goes. But you'd want to get... If, whatever you're paying him, you want to get the best out of, out of a yeah, guy like that. Yeah. And it's just not happening yeah. at six. Uh, on Twitter for that game at Elroy McElroy one Said, hashtag, fuck the Broncos. That is all. Uh, the Biggest Tiger said, three times disrespect. So there you go. Three disrespectfuls. Uh, at 
Chevis Lachlan said, hashtag, fuck the Broncos. That's it. At <laughs> uh, Jay Bartley 90 said, I'm no expert, but maybe, just maybe, Seabold wasn't the only issue at the club. Hashtag, fuck the Broncos. <laughs> it, it's pretty apparent that the board at that club has been way too involved in, in selections and mm. and club yeah. negotiations. But So does this mean Seabold can coach? Or we all agree that he can't catch. Uh, I okay. Two two answers to that. I don't think anyone's getting success out of this roster. Mm. Um, I still don't think Seabold is as great as people say. You know, remember he did have success with that South team. Sure. And I will point out, just in the the spirit of honest discussion, if you remember the year before he took over. South sent a letter out to their members apologising for their form, uh, apologised for for poorly adapting to the new rules and new style of the game, and admitted that they were in a rebuild year and that it yep. would be many, many years until they saw success again. Please stick with us. Yeah. And then Siebes comes along. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, at Lambretta GP 1971. Said, I wonder what the score would have been if South had decided to get into second gear. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Andrew in our Facebook group said, Benji Marshall, best player to touch a football. There you go. Uh, Josh said, between Lodge and TPJ, I reckon they may have the same IQ as an actual Bronco. (laughs) Toto said, Milf running and being caught on the fifth. Who would have predicted it? Twill episode 387. That's who. (laughs) <laughs> and Jai said I'm ashamed to own a Kia hashtag fuck the Broncos <laughs> that's it that's it alright so we move along to the first Friday game the Mighty Manly Seagulls 13 defeated the New Zealand Warriors 12 uh, look at your little face <laughs> Seagulls uh, scored tries through Jason Saab and uh, Josh Schuster. Um, Ruben Garrick, two of two conversions, and uh, the GOAT of clutch field goals, Daly Cherry Evans with the decisive field goal. The Warriors tries to uh, Ken Marmalo and Sean O'Sullivan. Uh, Cody Nicarima, two of two conversions. All yours, man. Go for it, Nate. Well... It was fucking. It was. Uh, it was fantastic to get the win. Like first and foremost, especially in like such a pulsating contest between two sides at the pigs of their powers end to end stuff. And it was truly <laughs> thrilling to watch as a spectator. Of you know, even if I didn't have a vested interest in one of these sides. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in right? physical pain. <laughs> now, um, it was. We were talking about like how this like the, yeah people can bitch about the rules all they want, but it's a very fucking easy game if you don't make mistakes. Forwards just make some fucking ground, you know, in between, you know, from 20 to 20 or, you know, whatever it is, get to a kick, pin, and it's amazing when teams fucking do that. Isn't it amazing how simple the game looks and how good things look going forward just on, like, on the, the base, on the absolute base under nines shit, the, you know, basic skills that players should be fucking learning. I mean, Cherry's fucking kicking game was on point. Did the fucking, it did the job, pin, yeah, the Warriors weren't getting any easy meters out of there. The forwards, all of them were fucking, all of them were playing fucking possessed, especially like some of these, you know, gigantic fucking props we have that are finally starting to like, you know, take a look in the mirror. They all have a touch of that T-Rex-itis where they don't realize how fucking enormous they are. 
and you know these two meter tall fucking guys and oh what do you know when they actually start fucking <laughs> when they actually realize and start playing like it yeah you're two meters tall you can actually poke half of your body through the line and get your arm free and deliver a nice offload as well and you know that sort of stuff. and then that leads to the next phase and then you're the team getting the fucking restarts and so on and so on and it just fuck it, and it just works. I mean, they well, they bombed about three tries in the first half. I mean, and that was clearly you know, like the signs of just the, the desperation to fucking win and stuff not coming off. But then when it start, but then when things start moving, then things do start coming off. Um, as it turns out, fucking Saab is really fast. I wasn't sure. I mean, we haven't really has, has had a chance to see him cut loose yet. But fuck with that try he scored. He definitely he, he he gave a lot of start and um whoever it was who was it Mal Malo that he ended up fucking taking out, I mean yeah he had he probably had about ten meters on him although he did have to turn but he beat him he, like to the point where he could slow right down and like take his time and make sure he planted the ball With the yeah so um I'd like to I mean he's, faster than actual sub he's actually, yeah well yeah well you know but I mean you know. And more reliable. <laughs> he, went, he went 90 metres without breaking I put, down. I put it to you that Russell Packer is faster than a regular a real side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it was it was just pleasing to, I mean, I, I think they, they really needed that win just like as a, you know, like an emotional sort of, you know, mental breakthrough. And now that, you know, they finally got a win in their last preseason game, preseason trial, uh, season starts next week and... Uh, Tommy's back, and and you know, and it's and it's amazing when they actually fucking play with each other in like goal line defense as well. Just how much of that shit is attitude? The exact same people on the field, exact same people on the field with a one hundred percent difference in attitude. And look what fucking happens when you actually you know take some pride in you know in defending your line. Is it worthwhile bringing Turbo back into a winning side? Well. If it's not broke, don't fix it. I wouldn't, but the fact is, I mean, we saw Dylan Walker got fucking got fingered to death by RTS, and unfortunately, (laughs) he couldn't walk that off. I mean, he got he got he got he got his prostate milked so hard by RTS that it fucking pulled his hamstring. So, so in stark contrast to what you've said, so just an injury, so just an injury changeover, basically. (laughs) So, so what what actually happened was that you beat one of the probable bottom four sides. 13 points to 12 in the most dour game of the entire season, including anything the Bulldogs have been involved in. That's not true. Now that's a just, big call. Now that's a big call. In all of the Bulldogs games, it's been an absolute fucking tri-fest and there's been highlight reels of opposition teams, <laughs> admittedly, but <laughs> highlight reels for days. Look, I'm, I mean... Manly like, still aids... Manly would have Manly would have had more highlights in this game, but the fact that Saab is so fast, I mean, you could only get fucking ten seconds of that. I mean, you can't. I mean, it's the greatest try of the season, but it's like just by virtue of his speed, it, you can't. It doesn't go any longer than it does, unfortunately. Um, well, look, but look, I expect see, to see plenty more of that going forward. Let's see what the fans thought. Lee said two frittata teams. Are you, are you going to let Glenn, you, Glenn he's busting to say something? Oh, yeah. Do you want, do you want anything to say on that one, Glenn? <laughs> who, who said that? <laughs> I've said all I wanted to say about this game. The quicker Jay gets through the tweets and we move the fuck on, the better. Lee said two frittata teams that nobody gives a fuck about. That is correct. John said rocks and diamonds for fuck's sake. The rocks and diamonds warriors certainly are back. Isaac said Dylan Walker, injured getting dragged by the pants, try getting dragged by your hair. <laughs> yes. He <laughs> don't have those luscious titties to bounce off though. <laughs> Oh, Jesus uh, Super Grover said Hopper just rubbed one out watching RTS make Walker his bitch. 
Andrew said not only... married now in some cultures. Not only is that Manly's <laughs> first win, that was the first time this season in five full games that Manly have even been in the lead. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, we were in the lead twice. I mean, like, because we didn't mm. score the first try in the game. Uh, at, and, final, and, and the final point, of course. At Pivolandis Anon said, if you were the coach of an ordinary team, had one million to spend on only one player that would actually make that team competitive, surely Tuvasa Shek would be the top of that list. No. Munster would be one. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. And and my and my response to that was, yeah, but how many field goals did he kick, though? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Zero. At the old Mish said, the only memorable <clears throat> moment in that game was when RTS hurt Dylan Walker's gooch with some sleight of hand. <laughs> There's a real theme in the tweets. People love getting blokes. People love seeing blokes get fingered in the ass, don't they? That's <laughs> Just it. captures the imagination of the casual rugby league fan. Uh, Squint and Quarantino <laughs> on Twitter said, the most unwarrior side I've seen for a while. If you're going to be a super basic, complete your set system team, you need to not make errors and win some games. Otherwise, you may as well play jungle balls, score some wanky worth tries and not make the eight. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that term. I could, well, I, um, you know, you know, when people, when you know, you say the you only know, thing that people have a pass, mm. he's got, he's got, he's got a pass. That's the artist formerly known as, uh, as, uh, as uh, Mikey Smokes. Okay. <laughs> a Kiwi living in France. <laughs> oh, and um, at McGugan's visuals, that highlight seeing Schuster's reaction after getting his first try. Low light, Manly getting their first win for the season. I hate them slightly more than I hate myself for being a Broncos supporter. Hashtag long time listener, first time tweeter. Welcome to the fucking airwaves, you degenerate. <laughs> Glenn just dropped his kid down the stairs from the sound of it. Yeah, yeah sorry, my bad. <laughs> and, and it's. Get back to bed, you little fuck. <laughs> and it's not what you meant when you said that after he was at four floors. <laughs> You done? Yep. Second Friday again. The Panthers 30 to feed the Raiders 10. And uh, this one, where's the score is? Load up, you bitch. There we are. The Panthers uh, double to Charlie Staines. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Matt Burton and Jerome Luai tries. Cleary 5 of 5 conversions. The Raiders 10 came through tries to Whiten and uh, Jared Croker. Croker 1 of 2 conversions. You go there, Jay. Again, just to point out, that the team that's currently leading the competition outright, um, looking down on all you fucking peasant cunts from above. You really need your smoking jacket, mate. Are doing it without their first choice hooker and their first choice fullback. So I don't want to hear anyone bitching about Volandi's ball or injuries or fatigue or things like that. <laughs> fucking deal with your setbacks. Stop bitching. Get on and deal with your setbacks. Have some depth. Have some goddamn depth. Um, it wasn't that fucking tested because Crichton had an absolute shocking first half at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> he has absolute dicks for fingers and he doesn't understand where he should be positioned in defence. Jesus yeah, but I mean, like Christ. a year ago, you could say, or two years ago, you could say the exact, that exact same sentence about Dylan Edwards. So <laughs> that is true. So there's no, I'm not going to rule him out forever. No, not not forever. Um, How much fullback that, did Crichton play through the juniors? Not a lot. He's yeah. not a lot. In, uh, I think it was 
like early high school was the yeah. last time he actually played. Because his body type says centre every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> does. Yeah. Um, and Canberra were really smart. Like, they, they targeted him with low balls. Mm. You know, obviously his height makes him very, very good in the air. Um, but with that bouncing, rolling ball on the ground, he's going down a fair way for it, and he struggled with a bunch of them. Isn't it nice, though, that when you make sure fullback does have some errors, that you can deal with them, that the rest of them, you know, rally around? Because that's the difference, I think. Look, if you look at um, those, those teams, when they start to get the yips, and people start dropping balls... All of a sudden, it was like when um, when Newcastle, when Shibasaki yeah. started to drop balls, points came from it. Every single fucking time, points came from it. And that does your head in. If your mistake's covered up and there's no real repercussions for it, it's a lot easier to get over it and move on. Mm. And the effort put in by especially those forwards and just how fucking mobile they were, there's a lot to be said for you know obviously stats around what you do yourself but also what stats you inflict on your opposition you know there's some massive debate i don't know if you've read it all um going on in the nba at the moment about what a, what sort of player benny simmons is over with the Sixers, yeah. um and he's not an outstanding scorer and he's not doing a whole bunch of things that people say you should be doing but if you look at the elite players that he guards mm. they have terrible nights every time he defends them for the periods that he yep. defends them it's like they're fucking college players again yep and for what Penrith forwards held Canberra's forwards to especially rep guys like Papali'i you know that's really really indicative of where this team's going to get their victories from from there they were just fitter they created more opportunities. They were faster. They were a step ahead. They were more enthusiastic about the ball, and that's where their points came from. I think Canberra, like they, the Canberra, started off really well, but I think they were, I think they were fucked over by the, you know, losing, um, you know, Nickel Cluck start. Yep, hundred percent. Who's certainly one of their most important players, and I don't think they, I don't think they really recovered from the reshuffle necessitated um, by his, by his. Leaving the game, yeah, that's it. Almost like Penrith didn't have their first choice fullback. Um, they they started with their any, first any other low fullback that they have on the field at the moment. You want to throw at me on behalf of your fucking cut Canberra friends? Please, I don't have it. I'll Viking clap friends. you. None of us. If you none none of us have any Canberra friends. If you, yeah, no, no one's friends with Canberra. Fuck people. those guys. Fucking, I mean, anyone who says up the mill <laughs> <laughs> dies alone. Dead set. <laughs> Sounds, um, sounds like and, a place and, you stick and your mouth. None will mourn their passing. <laughs> up the milk. <laughs> I mean, up, up, up the milk is just yeah, fuck the milk. That's it. <laughs> fuck your hashtag. Get it. Uh, I, I think the gap between Penrith and the rest of the comp is at this stage of the season is is fairly large to say the least. And um, oh, I'm uh, copying a fair bit a- of heat. Asterisk that with South though. No, no. I don't, even including Souths. I mean, so I don't. I think the competition is Penrith to lose, and honestly, I can't see them losing. The, I mean, if they if they were to 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 fail to make the grand final or fail to achieve victory in the grand final this year, it would be it would make Parramatta in like two thousand and one look like fucking, I like like not like a, a fucking close fucking game or something. I don't know. It just it. 
You're oh, right. I they probably never are seen the greatest a... team of all time. I appreciate you saying so. <laughs> I was trying to make a serious point. You guys just fucking <laughs> just sodomized it as you do. Yeah, uh, it, it would it would it would be like the it would be like the Patriots and they're going for that perfect season, you know, a decade ago, and uh, and they're going for the, the the complete undefeated thing, and then the Super Bowl. Yeah, you'd hate you'd hate to see that happen to the Panthers to these young guys, but more not not so much to the young guys. I mean, players are professional; they can get over these sorts of things. But you'd hate to see it happen to their fans, especially 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 the you know the one we're talking to right now. I mean, it'd just be heartbreaking. What? I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish it on. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on a Tigers fan. <laughs> let alone, let alone Jay. I reckon Tigers fans would pay you for it. Oh, I'd take it. <laughs> I'd take losing two grand finals in a row at the moment. Fuck me, dead. Yeah. Um, the other, sorry, the other oh, sorry. Um, observation I've made in regards to Penrith, they're obviously it, it's a bit of a transition between the way Penrith is viewed um, by the rest of the comp and, and the fan bases of the teams, the rest of the teams in the comp. And how good they are. Because what they did last year, I don't think there was too many people that um, were looking down their nose at, at how good Penrith were and what they'd achieved and the run they, they went on. This year, there's a fair bit there's a fair bit of pushback um, about the Panthers. You know, there's a bit of talk about them being sore oh, winners and yeah, stuff the, like that. The poppies are tall this year. Yeah, yeah. The poppies you, are you, tall. You see what I'm saying? However, there are, you, you there, there definitely are. Though, there, there are those things manifesting yeah. as well. Like that shit with Tarpanay. On the yeah, when he wasn't even on, he was off the off the field. Yeah, down by the you know down by the in goal area, and then Crichton and like and like yeah, it's one thing yeah, you can have a laugh and like you know, but the way that Crichton roped him in, that's, I had nothing no problem with that. But then when he's like yeah right and fucking goes to disengage, and then if you, and then it's like you know oh no we're fucking yeah you, we we we're keeping you in this situation. That's when it, that's when it sort of goes over the top. I mean I love I love the mocking like mocking of the Viking clap. Um, like that, I fuck, I love it because you know, as we always joke at the start of every episode when we're doing the our clap to sync things up. I mean, like the Viking clap is a hilarious is a hilarious meme, and the camera camera love it, but it's hilarious to everybody else. You know, they called it a, someone yeah. on their on Twitter called it our tradition. The I, guess, I couldn't like fucking believe about two thousand eighteen. <laughs> it was yeah, I, I tweeted that, and the amount of fucking. Dumb fucks that came at me saying, um, "You you can't steal it from us," because yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I, I threw a tweet out. And I was like, "Well, Penrith are doing the Viking clap. They're doing it better than Canberra. It's ours now. We own it." <laughs> and people seriously thought that I thought Penrith were going to start doing it every game now. <laughs> and they went so and they went so fucking crazy when Ennis did it to him the other. Oh, you know? so good. And like and so and and so what that did so Ennis. You know, and truly, like you know, was you know one of the master fucking germ trolls in yeah. the game in recent history. He's just exposed. He's exposed their fan base and their players, and and their blind spot to the Viking clap. And so now, I hope every fucking team does it. Every team, to them, every single one. Every win or lose. Could you imagine the implosion? <laughs> every time you score a try against Canberra, fuck. There's going to be some yeah. angry rolls at Team Pant Anaconda. <laughs> That's it. Um, on Twitter for that game at Mad Dog underscore No Space said Panthers fans that win the Viking clap all game was cool, but I bet they don't have the courage to bring out the rally towels next weekend because they are a coward as football team. 
Uh, at Troy underscore 79. Said Panthers fans, hey, what a bunch of arrogant, disrespectful, cocky assholes. The team is no better, becoming quite full of themselves. Bad losers are one thing, but bad winners are worse. They're an awesome team to watch. Don't ruin it with arrogance. Who's that at Karen? <laughs> it seemed like at do David you know who, do, do you know who accuses people of being bad winners? Fucking losers. losers. <laughs> <laughs> now, Troy. Troy, you know I love you. Don't do yourself like this. What the fuck do you expect? You expect us to put a fucking romping on our original rival on the anniversary of the 91 grand final and just sit there quietly fucking golf clapping, going, yes, gee whiz, I am enjoying this performance mightily, but um, best best not best not hurt any feelings. And uh, she'll be sure to organise counselling for these green-jerseyed cunts. Up the milk, yes, yes, up the milk. <laughs> Fuck off. Jam it I'll up, tell you what, just meant... Talking for speaking about that whole anniversary, I mean, how how fucking good is it that in in two thousand two thousand twenty one that um the, the company Uber exists to get everyone safely home after their fucking game? You right, Glenn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he's dead. I think. I think... I think real dad just got finished. If I did not have a broken rib, I would crumple onto the floor. How'd you break your rib? I forgot. Plank. Leo gave you a hook to the body, didn't he? (laughs) Fuck, I'd be in hospital if he hit me. Little fucker. Oh, God. Um, At X Shane Goodwin X. Darkness. Yes. He said... He used to work with Shane. He's a good guy. Oh, see? So this, is, this explains this bullshit. <laughs> Most important thing is that Nate got a W tonight. I'm prepared to forego Panther celebration for poor old Nate. <laughs> Fucking Do hell. you think anyone's um, ever uttered those words before? Poor oh old God. Nate. Who's ever had sympathy for this piece of shit? Ever. <laughs> Fucking no one. I've wife. had to do it tough since day my one. Wife is the only um, at... Zepled69 said, 2021, the year of Cleary without a doubt. James, in our Facebook group. Now, I'll put this one to you. I'm I'm obviously for it. I fucking love it. Uh, Penrith haven't lost a game at home since 2019. I petition to rename Blue Bet Stadium the Glory Hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all for it. it. <laughs> all for it. Fantastic. Signed. Hashtag, chinners are winners. The glory hole, okay, from uh, henceforth, from Nathan now on. said, after analysing that game in depth, I can say that Burton is probably a better centre than Dylan Napa. <laughs> <laughs> Toto said, uh, are the Panthers turning for a bunch of larrikin kids to arrogant fuckwits? Is the winning run getting to their head? Do they need a humble loss from a powerhouse club going through a rough patch to bring them down a peg or two? Only next week will tell. Uh, no. <laughs> and uh, Fat Harry Lazy said, at least Tommy doesn't have to watch the modern rugby league fight anymore. Hashtag RIP Tommy. Hashtag chins get the wins. I need to standardise that one. If it's going, 
if it's going to be chinners or winners or if it's going to be chins get the wins. Just just, to, just so the vote's not split when it counts at the end of the Look, season. It's just like us starting to do two eps a week. We're just multi-pronging that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we move on to Saturday and uh, the Gold Coast Titans, 42, destroyed. The Newcastle Knights 16. Uh, Titans tries to Proctor, a double to Herbert, a double to Smooth Corey Thompson, and a hat-trick to David Fafita. And um, Knights, oh, sorry, Fogarty, five of eight conversions. The Knights 16 came through tries to Randall, Ponga, and Stafford Tyre, and Ponga, two or three conversions. Glenn. Yeah, the rot started pretty early in this one. I think Proctor scored after a minute, and they didn't really let up from there on, so... Um, the Titans, as you would expect, against a fairly undermanned Knights team, but um, they completely dominated. Certainly through the frauds, I think um, Frizzell played, tried to play a bit of a lone hand, but even he was was overwhelmed by what the Titans threw at them through the middle. And mm. I dare say he was the fucking start and finish of mm. it all. I mean, he he was he was the, he was the fucking highway through which the uh, the business of David Fafita Incorporated yeah. operated. Most of the heavy freight. The, the Titans, they, they are getting to a point where they're starting to be dynamite on the edges, and it's a bit like I mentioned about South earlier, although they don't they don't really have um, the dummy half in their side to really capitalise to, to the same extent. But um, Proctor, Fafida, Tino, those guys. Um, but Proctor's not going to get the raps of, of the, those younger blokes, but... He's so important to what the Titans do, and and you can see that the the younger guys and certainly the halves um, really look to him, you know, and his leadership. And um, I think Proctor's probably his earlier years at the Titans. I think he was, you know, he didn't quite get a chance to show those leadership qualities because they, they weren't a particularly fucking great side. But now that they're actually putting something together, he he brings a lot more to the table than what I I'd previously given credit for. So. I reckon it's Holbrook. I mean, I, I thought he was absolutely fucking cooked. Proctor a couple of years back, yeah, and then but then Holbrook that come in and he's he, it seems like he's pushing him he's pushing him even wider and he's giving him this you know free reign to you know throw offloads and do whatever the fuck he mm. wants, and he's loving it. Yeah, no, they're um I don't know the Titans are you know they're starting to get some you know some crowds back to the games and. Um, they're playing some entertaining footy. Fafita is a, a genuine superstar uh, and generally one of those mm. guys whenever he touches the ball, you can see the opposition like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's a bit like Luai for Penrith or, you know, there's, there's a Munster, those sort of guys. When they when they actually get their hands on the ball, the, the opposition wants none of it. Mm. It it really is a, a situation. Yeah, those guys, we, we talk a lot about, Nate mentioned cunts forgetting how big they are mm. and you know it, rugby league's a mental game as we discussed last week nowhere near as much as it is physical you know <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no crippled geniuses playing rugby league <laughs> um, but but Fafita really does seem to be uh, understanding his potential a lot more but also understanding the effort that needs to come with it to unlock that potential. For a long time, he was, yeah, well, I'm big and I'm strong and I'm going to get these results, just not even trying. But you can see that he's thinking about his football a lot more. Uh, and then the rest of the team are just such good role players 
that they capitalise. And for example, like people like Thompson, he is the ultimate role playing outside back. Mm-hmm. You know, he understands that my job here is to do four things really well, and every time I get the ball, I'm going to do those four things, you know, absolutely sensationally, or. I'm always going to be attentive for breaks here and I'm going to be positioned absolutely perfectly for, for, for what goes on. Um, and, and the Titans are, are starting to live up to that potential that a lot of people thought they had at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, at this stage, I mean, I, I don't, I don't rate them as highly as as, as they'd like. I mean, they're definitely very, very improved, but I, I still think, I mean, while you've got like, like Corey is fucking reliable to, as a finisher. Herbert looks pretty reliable as well, um, based on what he's been up to, but um, in, especially in the last game. But so much of it just comes through for Feeder, yeah, and Tino and Proctor, and so, I, I, and I think that does does sort of paper. I think it's papering over the fact that you know halves still aren't quite there yet. And I mean, even though it's, yeah, sometimes even for, it seems like they they even have a bit of trouble getting Brimson involved as much as they want. Him to be who, as well, <laughs> oh, you know that guy. What's his name? Fucking Alexander Brandstone. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, what what do we think? I, I believe he tried. I believe he played. He, he he tried to play a state of origin for Queensland once. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On that note, if I'm not mistaken, what a fantastic oh, no, fucking segue! Allen. What a fantastic segue! <laughs> Did yeah. you see the article the day after this game? Um, Ponga wants to form like an origin dual threat with Brimson like Caelan I didn't see it I saw I saw them I saw them um, uh, space docking with each other on the sideline after the game but I didn't see the article no so Caelan Pong has come out and spoken about how he wants the the origin fullback position to to go between them and this 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 okay making the fucking assumption that it's his over Blumpkin anyway (laughs) for fuck's sake (laughs) What did you think of his return? Wasn't happy. Mm. I mean, he scored a garbage. He scored a, a, a garbage time try, didn't he? Yeah. Um, his kickoff went went out on the full, uh, which is what put the Titans in um, with the you know, Proctor via the peachy offload yep. almost immediately. Um, he almost sent another couple a couple over the sideline, or like close enough to be caught on the sideline for future kickoff. So he kept pushing that envelope. Uh, he was trampled. For at least three tries, and absolutely um, fucking stepped and had his ankles broken on more than one occasion. Mm. Well, it's like you saw me treat though. Like you, you, I tweeted about you, you can't you can't call it breaking someone's ankle when the person whose ankles are broken doesn't even fucking attempt to change direction. Yeah, true. Like, he he was just literally. It was just like he just accepted the circumstance. <laughs> it wasn't like he tried to throw it in reverse. You know, he was just like, oh, okay, you got me. Run around uh, that way. Biggest issue I had with his game was. You know the 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 smirk and the cheeky grin and a wink and a and a point to the crowd when you're down by thirty and you scored a try in the last fucking handful of minutes. Fuck out of here with that shit. Was that to the crowd though? I think that I think that was all part of that. That was all part of that Brimson thing, wasn't it? It was like they were having a personal duel and they, and he was like, you know, I got you that time oh, sort fuck. of thing. There you go. I think that's I think Who that's what it was. Cares. At least that's what the, I think the commentary was talking about. Yeah. Well, this guy cares at Devonhead on Twitter said Knights have really missed their number one fullback in Tex Hoy today. 
This Ponga kid has done nothing except beat fat AJ Soprano in a race. (laughs) (laughs) At JR underscore buff said, Dick soft, send Dasani. (laughs) You poor man, stay hydrated. Uh, At return of the warden said, imagine letting a player the caliber of Fafita go. Wouldn't be my club. (laughs) It's true. Not mine. Uh, at Mitch G three four three said Fafita gave Ponga his donger hashtag hype train derailed. And uh, at Queenslander twenty two said, has Corey Thompson always been this good? How awesome will the Titans be when they get Ash Taylor's million bucks back and can buy someone good? Mm. <laughs> uh, at Hammers said it would be nice if we could do it to a good team but beating up on the dregs of the comp is good for confidence and what the titans need to do to make it into the finals hashtag thrun through hashtag fuck the broncos jesus uh and in our facebook group hamish said for fear to- for toying with ponga last time a titan did that much damage to a nova castry and the taxi was running and some cat blood needed wiping <laughs> <laughs> Cody said I didn't realise the Knights injury crisis was so bad poor guys have pulled their full back from under 16 B grade with that defence the first grade experience will do him well and uh, our mate Danny John said injuries my ass. they turned up with nothing and got the beating we deserved O'Brien needs to be slapping some faces Tommy style tonight that's it Okay, the uh, Melbourne Storm, 52, defeated the Bulldogs, 18. Uh, the Storm's 52 came through tries to uh, Kafusi, Pappenhausen, Hughes, Welch, Kamakamika, Jennings, Olam, Adokar, and Nico Hines. Pappenhausen, 8 of 9 conversions. Uh, Dogs, 18, came through tries to Luke Thompson, J.K. Avarillo, and DWZ, and Flanagan, 3 of 3 conversions. Pappenhausen also, 1 of 3 tries. You're a fucking bum, Pappenhausen. <laughs> mm. Although, although he did, um, on aggregate, defeat the Bulldogs twenty to eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> what about my multi? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, oh, I tell you, this was a very, very, very disappointing performance <coughs> by the Melbourne Storm. What the fuck does any club? What business does any club have allowing the Bulldogs to score points? Yeah. What a difference Luke Thompson made, though. Absolutely. Yeah, right. Did, the yeah. energy levels that that guy brought to the table for them was fucking night and day from some of the stuff we've seen. Yeah. Dogs yeah. fans will say that the, the dogs showed something of a fight despite being hopelessly outclassed, but I think it was more about the Storm losing their, their clinical edge once the game was in their keeping. And, you know, Bellamy, no doubt, has probably got some family members tied up in the basement making sure that won't happen again. Yes, um, he probably does. Expects, he expects the standard to stay consistent for 80, and that's been the, the recipe for the Storm's success for many years, and that, that performance against that quality opposition just isn't yeah. going to cut it. Although on the plus side, it does uh, make the Bulldogs the first side officially ruled out of the uh, premiership 2021 race. NRL Premiership race. Mm. Uh, given that despite PVL's best intentions... The first side to concede 50 this year. There you go. We had to get 40 games or, you know, close to 40 games into the season. There you go. So. You can have a turn if you want, Jared. You have something to say, mate? I'm just so... I was so fucking... 
I, I, I have not been... I mean, I've seen some shit that's made me angry this year in football. <laughs> but I tell you, I have not been fucking as angry as when the Bulldogs scored that first try through Thompson. That's probably the angriest I've been all season so far. No. No, 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 no. We had uh, on Twitter, uh, P. Volandis Anon said, Storm should, be, should give back their titles that are stripped and then stripped of all their titles and be cancelled from history to acknowledge that the Bulldogs score any points in 2021. What frauds. Word. Here's an interesting one. Harry Grant. The best player at the West Tigers is the worst player at the Storm. Says who? How's that? Makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, at Devonhead. <laughs> said, Harry Grant seems to have tigered the Storm. <laughs> Hashtag Tigers in decline. Uh, at GT351 underscore Johns said Storm are hard to stop went on too classy and strong some better signs for the dogs Thompson and the young Jackson made us much better just need to cut out the shit defensive lapses and play with some confidence there you go uh, at JSJ Hogan the result was never in doubt or even the margin but the amount of fight that the dogs did have will give us loyal fans some hope of improvement yeah that's it um, at Geo underscore Ute said game didn't go completely as expected, but still frothing that Pappenhausen will be in a Blues jersey. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. There you go. Uh, and Lee in our Facebook group said knew we wouldn't be able to hold out this attacking powerhouse full of attacking superstars for the whole second half. <laughs> well, at least they can laugh at themselves. That's it. I was gonna say, but I mean, it, like it, it's it's genuinely touching. To think that a human of right mind can walk away from a 52 to 18 defeat hopeful because it was a better better improved showing. You'd be surprised what you can uh, convince yourself of. I imagine the human mind is a powerful object. Well, just a think, powerful of, instrument think of the way you recapped the- Manly's performance against the Warriors. That's about the level. That was a win. That's about. Yeah, that was a win. Yeah, but the quality of play that was about the level of mental gymnastics that dogs fans are doing. Oh, I think I, I, for you I think to think I, that I, anything I, about I that manly performance was. was positive. Oh, it was fucking incredible. There you go. See? And not only, and not only that, not only that, you came you came over to my place the next day, and um and an eagle was soaring majestically <laughs> above my house. <laughs> And then, and then it flew over and started doing like you know smaller concentric circles around the neighbor's house as well, just as a sign that the fucking eagle's back. And uh, and and you and you know very well that you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's an omen. It's a sign. That's it. And you and and and, and you agreed. And let me tell you, you are a much more pleasant human when you're in the company of your lovely lady. Than you are Aren't we all, right. Nathan? Aren't we all? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm the same guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Roosters, 26, defeat the Sharkies, 18, in a fucking astonishing game at times. Uh, BMOS, two tries. Hutchinson, Tupo, and Sam Walker also with tries. Takeaho, three of five conversions. The Sharkies, 18, tries to Hiroti Kennedy and Jack Williams. Townsend, two of three conversions and a penalty goal. And... Looking at the line score of this game, you think, yeah, the Roosters are down on troops. But, oh, my God, the Sharkies have got this stigma attached to them that they can't beat a side that's in the top eight. 
hasn't happened for fucking like some extraordinary length of time. Yep. Over a season. This one, they had it in the bag. In the bag. In the bag. Couldn't lose from where they were. Apparently they could. <laughs> and then once they lost the lead, then they conceded the, the fucking a dagger after that as well. Um, this this game actually reminded me a lot in the general flow of it. It reminded me of the the games that the Roosters had against the Panthers last year, where they were just throwing fucking everything at the at the death, but just couldn't quite get it. Except this was like they could get it. <laughs> they, yeah, <laughs> it was the same sort of frantic desperation in the last 10 minutes to, you know, anything to get the points, except it came off for him in this, in this case. Mm. It's one of the more enjoyable things I'm seeing about the, the fatigue, if you want to call it that being, being prevalent in the game. You know, yes, we've, we've had some blowouts, but there's also been these instances where, you know, it, it really is the team that stays in the contest for the full 80 minutes that, that comes out of it and it's almost as if team that there are fewer instances where teams feel out of it in previous seasons if you were 18 points to nil up then you could pretty much play managing football and manage a game out with with a three try lead against a lot of teams whereas now things like those those unquantifiables like like energy and effort and and the the expansiveness of youthful football count for so much, especially in late game stages. And those young roosters halves just absolutely out efforted the sharks. Now for the first probably, you know, three quarters of this game, the Cronulla Sharks were playing so fucking far above their station. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, one of those classic ones where no one, no one's told them that they're not supposed to be a contender. Yep. And they got out there. They were tough. Their defense was excellent. They were up in the face of the Roosters. They really fucking rattled them. They targeted their experienced players. But then it was just that experience that came back and got the Roosters home. And it was guys like B-Moz who, who would, what is it? He, he equaled the record for the most amount of tries over the opening five rounds, which is a fucking obscure, yeah. you know, record. But fuck me, what an effort, though. Was it 11, yeah, I mean, 11 like, in like, five? How good is he going? Yeah, it's crazy. Put, put historical leaderboards aside, yeah. I mean, you don't. I don't care who he drew level with or who he, who he beat, you know, for, for that mark. You just look at 11 fucking tries in five games. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. At 50 years of age. <laughs> fucking, at can, least. Can, can we give his wife a $15,000 diamond ring? Is there something for that? I've, I'd give yeah, I'd give Jamos's wife one at the same time, just in case you can't you know you, you see you see the women with them and you go like oh which one's which I don't know just I'd throw fifteen k ring on each of them just to be safe. <laughs> there you go. Why not? There you go. You can because we like them, so we better throw a ring on them. You, you can exactly. see the hype starting yeah. to to build around young Sam Walker and and rightfully so. I think he, he did some more good things in this game, but uh, I think it's it shows the, the professionalism of the Roosters club compared to other clubs that are prone to putting their players on a hype train, the the rest of the team are actually going well out of their way to, to shield him uh, from yes. it. And, and I made the comment uh, 
last week where they can actually go a set without him as the as the seven touching the ball. It's all you know steered around through the through the back rowers and and through the dummy half, and he can you know take a set to take a breather and and collect himself and and go again. And not too much is expected of him, and it's a you know it's a it's a sign of the culture at the Roosters and the, the professionalism, as is the way they. I, I honestly thought, and and I'm happy to admit that, based on the last couple of weeks, I'm I, I was wrong, but I, w- I was expecting the Roosters to fall off the cliff once Cleary went down. Um, and they haven't. And, you know, they continue to perform and win despite those critical players, um, you know, Jake Friend as well, being out of the side for the rest of the year and, and, and Friend retired. So um, they're, they're travelling okay. I know they've got, you know, they've got games against um, some high-quality opposition to, to get through as well. But, you know, they're... They're travelling quite well given the circumstances. In our Facebook group, Ben said, "You reckon Johnny Morris has found an old dusty box of peptides in the shed?" <laughs> <laughs> On that note, interesting news today, and will you know, obviously be official by the next time we record. But yep. um, looking to get the ass, Johnny Morris. Mm. Fitzgibbon looking at a three-year deal to coach the Sharks from next season. So was that was that like some bet for this game the Roosters win Fitzgibbon gets the job timing is, is 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 beautiful yeah when you when you think of it that way but um I look I, I feel that, that <coughs> Morris is a little bit hard done by I think he's actually done great things with the the squad he has at the moment um, much to my surprise probably much to Sharks fans surprise as well yeah and but, especially um, when it was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how many new coaches have come into the NRL and and really been put in a position where they were set up for success, and and how many of them are still around? And he's probably the only new coach in the last little while. He went from an assistant's role mm-hmm. straight into a head coaching role. And, Before he was ready, yeah, you know, that's it. And you know, the, obviously, taken he didn't take that team to the finals. They were a team that was a grand final winning team on the decline, so you would expect yep. them to make the finals a couple of times as they slink back towards their natural state of being irrelevant. Um, but, you know, he, he's done, done a better job than a lot of people have, uh, have assumed. So, uh, Mitch said, fucking tough to take that as a shark supporter. Well played to young Sam Walker. Troy said, our forwards lacked punch two players short on the bench and reshuffles cost us. I wish I could see the silver lining. Well, you know, improve your fucking tackling technique. Tell you, I fucking wish I saw that more of that. Like, if if you've got a tackling technique that means you swing your arm and whack cunts in the head. Yep. Do you know what people say? You need to change your tackling technique so you don't give away penalties. If you have yep. a tackling technique that's involved in you getting fucking HIA'd out of games every three weeks, you need to change your tackling technique. Mm-hmm. Stop tackling cunts with hip bones with your face. Mm-hmm. and work on the basics that they teach you in under sevens. Uh, ben said, fuck that chook seven can throw a nice pass. Good to see a young bloke doing well, even if he is on a million quid a season already in paper bags. Yes, he is. John <laughs> said, the Roosters spend so much time grooming their young and dodging tax audits, they should relocate to the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, at Sharks RCB said Chad Townsend let a schoolboy beat him. That's it. And uh, Super Grover, the last one on this one, said stand up Sam Walker, the most appreciated of all the walkers that are playing footy. There you go. And that's right. full time for it's episode. That- <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's that time of the week again where we talk about the, the North Queensland Cowboys 34 defeating the West Tigers 30. The Cowboys 34 came through tries to Tabuai Fido, a double to Talangi, Scott Drinkwater, Condon and Lachlan Burr also with tries, Valentine Holmes 5 of 6 conversions, and the Tigers 30 came through tries to Dane Laurie, David Nofaluma, Luciano Lelua, Luke Garner, Tommy Talau, and Joe Hoffman Galway. Uh, Dewey, three of six conversions. Glenn, take it away. Well, no, actually, just wait. <laughs> note to fu- note note to future future Nate. Take a soundbite out of the last episode where Glenn was talking about how guaranteed this victory was to the Tigers and how they always, yes, always beat the Cowboys in Sydney. Sorry, and continue, Glenn. Can can we have like like an uh, an inspirational track? Like, can you play Saint Elmo's Fire behind it? I don't I don't have the fucking energy to do it. But can somebody take a screenshot of both of your fucking faces right now? It's if this was any other circumstance, I'd be so happy for you. You both look just overcome with joy. It's delightful. You pair of cunts. <laughs> Look, I think it, it remains to be said, and, and you know, never a truer word has been spoken than what I, the words that I so humbly uttered last week. But you know, these are the type of losses you have to have when you always beat the Cowboys in Sydney. The, the stage, Tommy's death, the stage was set for an all-time Hall of Fame level bed shitting, and the Tigers certainly didn't disappoint. They were fucking atrocious from the first couple of minutes where Noffa was horribly exposed by, you know, clearly there's not a lot of film watching because I can't even begin to pronounce his his surname and I apologise. I wouldn't do it justice. But the guy's fucking quick. Even if you can't pronounce his name, you know he's fast. And Noffa gave him 10 metres, 10 metres of space on the outside and, uh, and thought... And, and it was almost like Noffa was saying, don't you know who I am? I'm <laughs> fucking David Noffaloon. I deserve I'm a to top, play finals. I'm a top five winger. You ain't run around me. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You know, I just, I find it extremely frustrating, to say the least, that I have to come here and listen to you two fuckwits. And all I ask is that these fucking cocks run out and have a fucking dig. That's all I ask. And I'm sure that's all any Tigers fan is really asking. Some of them ask for some ridiculous shit on Twitter, and I find it highly entertaining. But you want to see your team have a dig. Everything was there. It was Leichhardt. It was a packed house. They had they were playing for Tommy. They retired his jersey. In the end, no one, barely anyone turned up. There was Laurie had a dig. Moses Zumbai had a dig. Garner in, in patches. But you know, people, the you know the comeback, and the, it should never have got to that situation. We we've owned the Cowboys for ever, and to let them come into Leichhardt Oval on a day where the entire club should have been motivated, and and every player that pulled on that jersey should have been motivated to get out there and 
and play for for Tommy's memory and his legacy and everything it meant in front of a packed house at you know what they keep saying is it our spiritual home at Leichhardt and it was fucking atrocious and embarrassing so yeah what's your take on Tommy the definitely don't what's that sorry the shit. what's your take on the jerseys as in when wasn't it announced they were going to wear the magpies no they, jersey? they were going to wear the the magpies inspired jersey as black jersey and then everyone was like, why can't you just print like the old Master to Gnomes or the Victor fucking V jersey? Well, why can't you go down to fucking Peter Wins and, and buy I'm, fucking I'm 17 of the guns? Yeah. From a, from a- Let's not forget, they've got to provide their own <laughs> strapping tape in that place. <laughs> yeah, the old fucking, old fucking Harry fucking, Harry the fucking high density housing building cunt that fucking shout him 17 jerseys. Uh- I, I don't have an answer for that. I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> but really, just me coming back this season and then you have things like that, like it's it's just the universe saying this is this is what this is what this podcast is all about. The universe just lines the planets up and mm. The planets look like a couple of large testicles and you guys take five-step run-ups and fucking kick me in them. That's how it works. Yeah, I I thought the timing, I thought this season was working out beautifully. Like It looked like the Tigers finally turned the corner and then Glenn comes back and then he gets the chance. You know, you can fucking ride the Tigers' side on the way up this time instead of the way down like, you know, previously. And and can I just say it's so enjoyable that that's not the case. (laughs) <laughs> the issue I have with the Tigers is when well, when does it be, when does it become too. apparent? <laughs> um, you know, every time for the last week, every time somebody's said one in my head, I'm going, "Don't mess with the radio." <laughs> Had some fucking classics on in the car this week. Um, at what stage does it become apparent that it's? the actual fundamentals of the game that they're lacking in. They're unfit. Their handling's atrocious. You know, things like staying a straight line in defense. Is anyone talking to Madge saying you need to dumb it down? You need, Whatever you are trying to plan or whatever master strategies you're trying to dictate, bring it back. <laughs> Tell this cunt that the winger is not supposed to be inside the center. Do you know the thing that kills me is that this... This team and these rules and the way that the rules play out with, you know, fit teams, you know, and full of running, all the rest of it, are are the teams that are going to be at the top. Michael Maguire was run out of South Sydney because he trained them too hard. I don't think there's any danger that he's going to get run out of Concord for training these cunts too hard because, fuck me, James Roberts, he barely broke into a jog. Although I, I don't I don't think when you're talking training, I'm not sure that the sort of training they were referring to was you know intense cardio or high impact interval training to to give them more endurance. I think it would have been you know run this fucking decoy run block play a thousand <laughs> times until you get it exactly okay. right. I'd take a defensive drill like that and have him run out of Concord for overtraining them defensively yeah, at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, some some rather poor 
poor showings in, in some basic parts of the game. Uh, on Twitter, at Bethany underscore B underscore 97, said Luke Brooks should lower Tommy into his grave so he can let him down one last time. <laughs> That's another one but a good one. Uh, at Swiss underscore Cowboy underscore 78, so the Tig Pies honoured Tommy with reopening the Noffa Highway and playing like he coached the Magpies. <laughs> Luke Brooks' passion while presenting the jersey mirrored Noffa's passion for defence. The near comeback just proved that it is indeed the hope that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one from at Return of the Warden. I blame Real Dad for saying we were certainties on the pod last week. Fucking talk, talk about turning on your fucking brothers. How dare you? Uh, at Jared <laughs> underscore Hunt said, there you go. The team really is a bottom four side. Crushed what hope I had left. Ryan in the Facebook group said, so not only did the Tigers shit the bed on the day to honour a legend of the game for New South Wales, but they do it against a Queensland team. If you want to kick a team out of the comp, here is your prime candidate. My bunnies wouldn't have fucked this up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're now worse than South. How does that feel? <laughs> Fucking hell. I already uh, knew we Josh- were worse than South. <laughs> <laughs> Joshy in the Facebook group said, uh, at Glenn, what's that real dad? We always beat the fucking Cowboys. Ha, 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 ha. Jordan. Oh, Glenn. What was it you were saying about this game being a lock? Uh, Justin said, look, I'm the first to say this was unexpected, but fuck. Suck my dick, real dad, you tiger-loving cuck. (laughs) And uh, last word on this one goes to OG Shunter. So I can't remember the last time I didn't just expect the West Tigers to shit the bed in a big spot like this. Any hint of expectation is kryptonite to them and has been for ages. Perfectly summed up. And finally, the game that's uh, just recently finished with the uh, St. George Illawarra Dragons, 26, defeating the Eels, 12. The uh, Dragons tries to Jack Bird, uh, Michaeli Ravalawa, and a double to Matthew Dufty. Uh, Limax four conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels tries to Isaiah Papali'i and Clint Gutherson. Uh, Moses, two of two conversions. Well, well, well. How the turns table. <laughs> Clean. <laughs> I think Hooks brought uh, Matt Dufty back from the dead. He um, he was really out of sorts and and out of the side more often than not when uh, when Mary was there. And despite his obvious talent and and speed and and the Dragons' obvious need for someone with talent and speed in their side when Mary was coaching them, he just couldn't join the dots. But Hook seems to have. Um, Instilled, you know, the, got the confidence back into him, and he's he's back to some some quality form for the Dragons, and he fits that side. I don't know that he's the same player in in any other side in the NRL. He just seems to fit the Dragons and, and the club and and uh, their style of play, and it, and it brings out the best in him. So Griffin, he's got a lot. He's had his share of detractors, but what what he's actually doing with this Dragon side is is pretty impressive. Um, and the way he's got them playing a, a pretty basic style, but you know, identifying what strengths they have and, and their points of difference as a football side, and and bringing them to the fore, and they did that today. They really they took it to the eels, and the eels they they couldn't cope with it. And I think when they were when the eels were 
put to the when the heat was put on them, they they capitulated. And Mitchell Moses has had a bit of that in his game over the years. And I thought, you know, certainly a bit last season and, and the way he started this year, I thought, you know, there was an, a new maturity in his game that that could overcome that. But there was more signs of of that coming to the fore today than than there were of him putting it to bed. So. Dragons in the end defended their way to to an impressive win, and and there were some some ordinary looks there for for Para today. And you know it's it's only one week, and uh, you know they've got a, a chance to to right the ship next week. But there's there's some signs there that that I don't think Brad Arthur would be overly keen on. One thing I did like about the Dragons, you talk about how they defended their way to the win. They actually took advantage of the new rules beautifully, whereas. Parramatta, they would have uh, under under last year's circumstances, they would have delivered Parramatta so many sets attacking their line mm. through penalties and just piggybacks downfield. But given the new six again situation, they didn't give a fuck. There was like Daniel Alvaro just like fucking laying on cunts on tackle zero yeah. for as long as he fucking wanted. And they go six again. Yes, yeah, so right. And just do it again and again and every t- and every time that they- and every time that they they needed like their guys they needed to set their line just a little bit. Fuck it, they just they did not care about giving away repeat sets. Even down there, even when they're defending their own line, it was like it, it, it was great to see. And if and if the referees are never going to penalise you for doing it, or even you know call it a professional foul because it seems to be only a professional foul if it happens on the end of a long break. Yeah, you know what I mean, and you guys need to get mm. back. So if I mean it's exactly the same thing as as the as a professional foul, except it's not considered as such if you're just doing it in a, just a standard like zero tackle on a plot. You know, do you think that's the next a, evolution of the you know for the referees that you know that's when they bring a clamp down in a third of the way through the season that okay now yeah you're going to end up getting ten in the bin because you can see dragons did it better. Yeah, Dragons did it better in, in this game than I've seen mm. any team do it all season. Mm. And I think every team's going to take note of yep. it and every team's going to do it. I mean, Adapt or die. Some teams do it like the like, – yeah, like the Storms the, the storms sort of do it. They'll they'll do it like early in a set, you know. And like I've seen the Eels do it like in previous weeks. They'll do it if they're pinning someone on the line. But doing it just like as a, an actual established like habit mm. to, defend, you know, to defend a lead – it was is great, and and it, it, teams will get so good at it that it'll become something where they're like, look, we've just got to fucking, you know, there's got to be like a penalty at the end of this if they, you know, or the, you know, there's some sort of you know facility for them to do it. The, the thing that stops that is tries. Hmm. Well, yeah, and the, the thing that, I guess, forced their hand tonight, was that Parramatta were fucking woeful, hmm. and weren't taking advantage of the advantage that the six agains were supposed to give them. Yeah. Whereas mostly, if you see how many times do you see a six again given and then points come almost immediately after that. So, okay, there's the advantage taken. There's there's a try for you. It's a similar thing if there's the professional foul mm. and they award a penalty try, they're not going to send someone to the bin as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the benefit you took out of that was a try. So I, I get what you're saying and, and I think that if we do see repeat infringements without points going to the other team, we will 100% see more players going to the bin. Yep. Because, I mean, sometimes you only need to do it the one time just to set your line and then you're set for that set, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, it. And um, just because you, you can see that, you know, you're about to concede 20 metres off this fucking next hit up because your guys are everywhere. Yeah. 
you know, and that's and and um, like it's it's a great fucking strategy that I that I support a hundred percent. And you know, if it's in the rules, fucking do it. Yeah, and I wish you the best of luck with it. Yeah, that's it. From our Facebook group, Zoran said, "If it means I have to join a far right supremacy group to ensure the dragons keep playing this good, then sign me up." Hashtag One Nation Under Griffin. <laughs> uh, our mate Peter Smith said, "Parramatta undefeated. How do we fix that? Bring in Cartwright." Oh. <laughs> yep. Tell you what, as as much as I detest anything to do with Parramatta, and as much as he became a fucking absolute actual danger to people's health and safety with his anti-vaxxing country. Why is it that I still feel sorry for Bryce Cartwright? Like when he came on tonight and had an error almost straight away, which, you know, thankfully got overturned with a challenge, but... Westy blood runs deep. Yeah. Why did my heart sink a little for him? You know? I don't know. Maybe On the flip side, if he he had a blinder... Would there be, you know, just a ever ever so slight twinkle in your eye going, yeah, fuck. Don't mind, you know, everything he's well, been through, don't mind seeing you, him do well. That's it. You know me. I'd prefer to light a candle rather than curse the darkness. <laughs> that is horse shit, <laughs> but um, please continue. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, ben said, what an effort from the Dragons. Strong from Lomax and Rav, especially in defense. Some big hits put on. The urban samurai holds his neck as soon as you touch that filthy top knot. Hashtag Willie Army for the wins. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lomax was fucking huge tonight, especially, yeah. especially in defence. I really rate him, eh? Like some some of the hits he put on Radradra, just body to body, as in you know, like that uh, fucking what's that movie? Um, Godzilla and King Kong, just <laughs> two gigantic cunts hugging each other. Fucking great! I tell you, and like, and you know, we used to we used to have our fun with fucking old old mate Ravalawa. He's become he's like legitimately mm-hmm. the, the 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 primo Fijian monster winger now. Correct. Which, if you look at the development of some of those players, that that's what you want. Yeah. It's pure athletic ability that gets them in there, mm-hmm. and it was a similar journey that um, Vunivalu had. Yep. When he came in, that it was just pure athleticism that that got him his start, and then it took Bellamy a while to actually get the the subtleties of the game mm. ingrained. Yep. And it's like they throw them in the side, saying, "Fucking, you guys try and tackle this cunt." Yeah, <laughs> and we'll bring the rest up to speed. That's it. Whilst you're figuring yeah, that out, exactly. Yeah. Which, which again, just points out how fucking stupid I was. When I pointed out that it was as much a mental game as a physical one, because <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking not. Um, at Pivalandi's anon said, "Fuck eleven years in a row. I'm up for the thousand year in a row rugby league Reich. <laughs> Jesus Christ." Uh, at Geo underscore Ute, I'd prepared myself for a horrid season. I had the therapist lined up. Up the dragons, Dufty Lomax and Ravalawa, sensational. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. And uh, at Jay Bartley 90 said, Parra didn't want to roll their sleeves up and match the Saints' intensity early. Then the pressure of the clock and the scoreboard got to us in attacking zones and we shut the bed in all facets of the game. Pass me the Mars bar. I'll take it from here. And uh, at Appa Yip Yip 44 
said, well, split my dick and call me Caitlin. A dominant defensive win over a premiership heavyweight. Either Hook is one of those Nazi scientists the US stole in the 40s, or Mary is one of the shittest coaches in the modern era. You decide. Oof, I don't know. The only decision I have, I have is, is that uh, I would caution Dragons fans that this is not like it's some kind of resurrection of the side. It's a restoration to normalcy. Yeah. I mean, the reason the Dragons became the meme for the choking and the rest of it is because you should be up near the top of the table by the end of like, you know, the first month or so of, of, of action. Mm. This is the dragons are back to where they normally are coming. Yeah. Let, let's see what happens by September. and <laughs> see where things are situated. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll see. Although look, I mean, I do, I do love the, the this win by the dragons, uh, actually got them into the top four. They did. Um, and so, so it's, it's, it's fantastic for me because as a Manly fan, I say, well, look, the only sides we've lost to this year are top, the top four sides. Mm. So, I mean, it makes us clearly the fifth best side in the competition, at, you know, at worst. So, uh, looking good, looking at, look at the charge home. And technically, technically <laughs> Melbourne are now the worst side in the competition because the Dogs are the worst side in the history of the game. History of the game. And Melbourne let them score 18 points. So that makes Melbourne at least the second, at best, the second worst team in the competition. Agreed. So, yeah. Now that's some candle lighting that I can there's, fucking get there's by. There's some fucking mental gymnastics for you. <laughs> and that's full time for episode 389. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways uh, to access our Facebook group and all of the other good stuff. Just uh, head to site thisweekinleague.com and check out all our links on the sidebar or Google Twill Nation link tree and it'll be your top result. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, there's tons of ways you can do so, especially right now. Memberships and hoodies. And hoodies are pre-ordering at the moment. We are making them available to purchase until midnight next Sunday. So that's a, a week from when we're recording now. So that'll be the 18th of April. So that's when the memberships and the hoodie pre-orders are going to shut down. And uh, it's great. I did, I did fire a rocket up people about the hoodies uh, during our last episode and uh, tons came to the party through the week. So that's fantastic. And of course, the easiest way to support the show, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation, where we've got a multitude of plans to suit all budgets, giving extra content, extra episodes, and much more merchandise meetups, grand final weekend stuff, much more. Get on there and have a look. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on board. And uh, let's give a shout out to some of our uh, wonderful patrons this week. Steve, One-Eyed Tiger, a sad day for you to get, you know, improve improve your day. So I mean, it's a sad day where we're, we're, uh, (laughs) with this episode brings you grim tidings. However... We love and appreciate you. Paid you. for this. We, we 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 love your work and we appreciate you and we love seeing you at the at the meetups and everything as well and hope to do so again. Magic weekend. Um, Perm, another long term listener and great supporter of the show as well. Um, thank you so much for getting on board, sir. And uh, finally tonight, Sam, aka the angriest tiger. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you picked these on I purpose, did, didn't you? I didn't know, no, they're literally, they sequent, they joined sequentially at the, at the at the period of time where I looked. So, you know what, I'll tell you uh, what. Pure with, fluke. With, the, with those three, with Real Dad and One-Eyed and Warden, it almost made me think that that fan base wasn't an actual 
fucking just meme of society thinking that, you know, it's made up of just absolute fucking caricatures of the worst qualities in people. Thinking about those three individuals, I I almost had to second guess myself there. Um, <laughs> but then I realized that they are exceptions. I need to try harder. They are exceptions. Yes. Uh, and the rest of that fan base can suck a madic from the back. <laughs> And on that note, that's all. That's all we've got time for this week. Last words, fellas. Any last thoughts? No. I'm glad this is over. <laughs> Wasn't so bad, was it? Uh, it was alright. Yeah, we were again, gentler. We were gentler on you than than fucking RTS than was I expected. on Dylan Walker's anus. <laughs> oh, well, you know, it, it, look, and it, it surprised me. It surprised me that the Don't Cowboys, fuck it up now. The Cowboys cared more about Michael Morgan than West did about Tom Radonikus. <laughs> That, that's just surprising. That's, I make no judgment. I, I pass no comment. It's surprising to me. And look, it's 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 obvious. I mean, like Tommy was a, a wonderful larrikin and character of the game. Obviously, had his storied history. You know, Captain New South Wales. And, I mean, they're, they're in the first Origin game, there are there are fucking things that you can never take away from Tommy Rodonicus. Yeah, great fucking guy. But then that brings me to Michael Morgan, architect of one of the greatest fucking moments in rugby league history as a neutral fan. The the brainchild and driving force behind fuck the Broncos. <laughs> and uh, and for that, I mean, I, I said in, I said when he when someone put something about his retirement in the Facebook group, I said, "Look, very few players across the the fullness of the rugby league playing community have the opportunity to win an NRL premiership." Fewer still have the opportunity to win a premiership and get balls deep into the Brisbane Broncos at the same time. Michael Morgan achieved both, and for that he'll always be remembered as a true giant of the game. Mm. And um, and so yeah, I, I, I salute you. You did what so few of us, so what what all of us wish we could do, but so few of us could achieve. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. And isn't that interesting that Luke Brooks? Gave a better tribute to Michael to Michael Morgan this afternoon by dropping the final kickoff and oh. and tackling like he had a busted shoulder. It wasn't so bad, was it? We were gentler on you than I expected. And everything that's happened after you said that has made it worse than everything before it. Yeah. But don't worry, you're going to extend off of five years because he kisses the jersey. Yes. Yeah. He kisses the NRL logo on his jersey. Yeah, that fucking He's such guy. a fucking fan of the NRL. <laughs> Tell you what, if there was an organisation... Tell me you saw that. I, I, I had to go back and watch it because like I saw yeah. your, you tweet about it. I didn't see it. Like I didn't notice it live but then it like, because I kind of turned away from the screen when he fucking scores or, or you know, scores and has it taken away. But um, <laughs> if yeah. there was an organisation that paid me hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to be fucking dreadful at something. <laughs> I would crochet a tiny little cock and balls on that logo and I would blow it on live television. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, on that note. Talk to you on Wednesday. Later. See ya.
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.